welcome to Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV Talk. That's right. We're continuing on our TV Talk Plus. I'm your host, Bo, and with me, as always, the real host of the show, the host with the most. He's not a ghost, but he might boast some of his thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bell. Hey, insert fake applause here. <laughs> Or I guess it'd be real applause. It depends on where the sample comes from. Yeah, that is true. I mean, one imagines that like they recorded a live studio audience applauding at some point. Applauding? Applauding. Anyway, point is, they were people at some point. They're dead now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get a sample from the 1920s, a lo-fi, lo-fi applause sample. Yeah, dude, late, all right, way, way tangent here at the very top of the show. Very unprofessional. But the other night, me and my wife were listening to some records. We had just gone to a local record shop uh, very recently and just did the the bargain bin, you know, dumpster dive type situation for the 99 cent, whatever we could find. And we found one called, um, I think it was called like Piano Cocktail Jazz or something like that. And we we're like, nice. oh, this is, yeah, it's perfect. Like we we love making cocktails and kind of closing out the day with, uh, you know, Manhattan or something like that. So we'll put this on on the old record player and enjoy it. So we were listening to it the other night and just out of the blue, she goes, you know, I bet all of the people who recorded this are dead. And I'm like, <laughs> Which, if you know my wife, she is not dark. She is like the <laughs> least dark person ever. <laughs> but it was like, huh, I, I bet they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all will. Don't 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 let that uh don't let that creep you out. The uh, the certainty of death, like, ooh, I'm I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> end up over there in the uh in the old cemetery, regardless of what podcast I listen to. Uh but uh but that's 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 woo, that's that's the cemeteries yes. and i'm shooting my remains into space oh my well there you go and you'll be on the moon just like captain america all right we're back on track baby <laughs> uh, see, see you're picking up what i'm putting down yeah that, that worked out nice we uh we are about to talk about falcon and the winter soldier of course one of the many disney plus shows uh in the marvel cinematic universe this was the second of the disney plus entries for the Marvel Cinematic Universe following WandaVision. If you hadn't listened yet to our WandaVision TV talk, be sure to check that episode out. It came out a couple weeks ago, and we will be going forward after this one with Loki TV talk next. But man, I'm stoked to talk about this one because, well, first things first, we didn't do this last time and we really should have. Uh, we will be talking spoilers. So we're going to be talking about this series as a whole. This will not be an episodic review or anything like that. This is kind of a pseudo retrospective, except for it came out relatively recently. Uh, but with the way that content moves and everything else, in all likelihood, you've already seen it. If not, go see it first. Uh, watch watch the series and then come back and we will share these thoughts with you then. But for now, we will share them with you now. Yes. That, yes. That makes sense. Enjoy our thoughts as we feed them into your brain. <laughs> exactly. Feel your ear holes. All right, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. When when it was announced, when we got the kind of the the full gambit of the MCU entries on the Disney Plus uh, series, uh, I, you know, out of curiosity as a whole, which one were you most excited about going based solely off the premise in the title? Premise in the title, probably Wandavision. I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because I liked Vision and I didn't think he got a proper send-off or anything um pretty anticlimactic for like the most powerful avenger um so i was excited to see more more uh vision um yeah so so probably just off the get-go that one okay uh so same for different reasons uh, i would I, you know i i would uh challenge the concept that vision is the most powerful avenger avenger i think without question wanda is the most powerful avenger but uh but no he i mean yeah, at he the time 
Well, there was an Avenger at the oh, well, now, even then, man, she had the power. She had the power, she just didn't quite yet know how to wield it. Yeah, but like, you know, if you have a Dodge Challenger Hellcat and you only use the black key and not the red key, it doesn't matter that you have 700 horsepower. What if you use the blue key? Well, the blue key, um, you never ever use the blue key. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you're here to tell me these things. I, I have no clue. I don't know cars, but I do know uh, TV shows, man. And I am right there with you. I was really stoked for WandaVision. I really wanted to see, uh, I wanted to see Wanda explored actually more so than Vision. Uh, although I was surprised with that series, just how how quickly Vision became one of my favorite MCU characters. In fact, both Wanda and Vision really shot up to the top very quickly in that show. Um, and, you know, but I would say a close second to my excitement for that show was actually this one right here. Uh, I was very curious to see how Marvel was going to cash the check that they wrote at the end of Endgame with Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Now, something that I thought was, uh, you know, it, it was it was done very well. And actually, if you look back, I, I really, I'm sure many people have, but if you've not gone back and rewatched Endgame and specifically the ending of Endgame after watching this series, it puts things, I think, a little bit more into context. I don't know that we as an audience at the time knew that it was predetermined by Bucky and Steve that Sam was going to become Captain America. Uh, in fact, I, I, it was kind of a blink and you miss it kind of thing. If you look at how, you know, for example, when uh, uh, Bruce and, and uh, Will, uh, Sam rather are working to try and get, uh, you know, get him back and everything, you look over to Bucky and Bucky's just smiling. He just, he knows what's happening. Like he's, he's just seen the theory. What, what what's the theory so okay so yeah like you, the the thread you're going on you're absolutely right like uh, uh cap and bucky totally figured this out beforehand which is why bucky was not alarmed at all like he knew it was coming he knew this right. was going to happen and and all of that stuff and uh, if you'll notice the shield in falcon and winter soldier is not the same shield that cap uses at the end of uh uh in game right and throughout in game yeah of course shield. um and so i i watched this video that was really interesting and it was talking about how, you know, the, the time travel rules are, we, we kind of, I guess, say we understand them in that, like, you know, you can't go back in time and change time um, yeah. because it's your, your, your present now, the, the past is your present. Well, now we know, I think, I mean, like, I guess to some extent we'll get to, into it, Loki, and it does apply here though. So we should, I think we can talk about it just fine, but I feel like Loki helped clear up a lot of how the time travel rule, rules worked. Yes. But um, the the this specific theory was talking specifically about about Bucky and Cap knowing ahead of time mm -hmm. and where that shield came from. Um, essentially, what it was saying was that uh, you know Cap goes back in time, he gets the girl, and you know a lot of people were saying, oh, like he, Captain America wouldn't just stand by and like watch all these things happen. It's like, well, he didn't because he was there, um, or 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 maybe it was like. I wish I, could, I, I should have watched the video in preparation, but I am completely professional and <laughs> didn't. Um, but essentially what it boils down to is that Sam Wilson in that universe was Captain America. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And that that shield was Sam's shield. And so Steve, when he comes back, gets because because either like uh, Cap died or he never woke up or at some point um, it was, you know, when the Avengers happened, like sam wilson was captain america um i i, I don't accept that uh interesting theory 
Well, let me, you know, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know the, the specifics of it, but essentially the shield was Sam's. Um, our cap goes and gets that shield, brings it back to our time because cap shield was blown up and gives it to Sam. It's already Sam's shield. Interesting. I mean, no, it's a cool theory. It's very much a cool theory. However, I, I'm, I'm of the, I'm very much of the mindset that Steve, uh, you know, he was obviously on a, on a different, uh, you know, he's on a variant earth, if you will. He was somewhere in, in the multiverse. He lived his life there. I would assume that the Steve of that earth also, you know, uh, got, got unfrozen at some point, uh, you know, so, but he, yeah, I, I, I do think that, you know, I, again, I don't know the specifics of it, but at some point cap retired early and gave the shield to Sam, uh, in that universe, but not because he, um, but like not after the end game events. It was before the end game events happened in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. So I mean, I'll no, send you the video if a, I can yeah, find it's it. It's a cool theory. No, it's, it's a very cool theory that for sure. But I do think that takes away from the notion that this cap made this decision as opposed to seeing it play out on a different earth and being like, Oh, I should, I should totally give this to Sam. Like the well, fact it's that not, it's not like that. He's not like saying, Oh yeah, Sam's a great choice. He was like, yeah, but if he saw it happen, I don't know. Does someone say that yeah. would cheapen it for me? But regardless, I, I have to get the I have to get the the the, the video. All right, know. get the video. We'll put it in the show notes for this for uh, anybody that wants to see that as well. But uh, but regardless, man. Okay, so so that notwithstanding, uh, it does match up really well. You can tell that Bucky is very you know well aware of what's going on. It, it's not like you know it's not like he was passed over or anything as some people may have felt at the time. Uh, like no, he he was very much kind of part of the decision. And, you know, these you want to talk about characters that have not really been fleshed out. Bucky and Sam in particular, and especially Bucky, like very little exploration of their characters on the big screen. In fact, like, you know, we, we got a little bit of Sam and kind of his backstory in Winter Soldier. Uh, but Bucky was a robot for pretty much that entire time. In fact, we really haven't spent any time with Bucky post World War Two in, in his own mind at all. Like, you know, he was he was there in Infinity War. He shot some, some alien dudes and he was <laughs> there in Endgame. He shot some alien dudes. But like, that's about it. We have, yeah. we have no idea who this guy is in the modern era. And let me just say, he adjusted to the fact that he was now living in the future uh, uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> well, you know, when you find out that you are a, you know, secret assassin used by Hydra to kill people for, you know, the last however many years the future is probably not all that shocking to you i get you know what that's a good point that's a really good point man i loved the introduction of kind of him specifically looking at uh you know the him dealing with kind of the the trauma and the tragedy of of having killed all of these people including innocence um him kind of taking this is it is it now i've i've never been to aa uh but as I understand it, like this is he's utilizing similar tactics to when you're in kind of an addictive type of situation where you have to go back and like, I guess, apologize to people or just confess to people. I think that is a step. I think that is one of the uh, 12 steps yeah. is to um, um, apologize to the people that you that you've wronged. Right. And so here, obviously, he has wronged people, but. I don't know. It's, it's a complex situation. Obviously he was the winter soldier. Obviously he had no control over his actions and yet, you know, he, he still has to pay penance for him. I, I, I like that he's owning it though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those where 
it, I don't think it's for him. I think it's for the people for sure. Yeah. Right. For sure. It's it's yeah. Cause yeah, he doesn't, he didn't have control over his actions when those things happened, but that doesn't matter to the person who's, you know, father you killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, for him to go and say, I know, uh, despite not having control over my actions, what I did was wrong. And, uh, there's really nothing I can do to, to apologize for that, but I'm going to do it anyway, because you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, and, it gives closure for the individual. Here's my right. question though. Did it give closure for us? Cause I feel like his whole personal journey was tied into that one into one guy and you know, his, his son's death and everything. And, you know, we saw Bucky dealing with that. We saw, you know, the, the dad dealing with it, but we never really got the closure of Bucky actually having the conversation. They kind of, I would argue in kind of almost like a cheap way, cut away from it so that we as an audience wouldn't have to deal with that reality. I thought they did. They showed him going to the house, but we never really saw. We never saw the conversation. Right. Well, I mean, there, there, there were some heavy messages in this series overall. It was a heavy series. I like, and I like that, man. I like yeah. the fact that they didn't shy away, especially from the racial attention uh, of oh, yeah. Sam becoming Captain America. I was part of me was nervous that they were going to just try to like pretend like, you know, in the MCU was a post-racialized America or something like that. And I'm like, oh, you post Killmonger, you're not doing that. <laughs> like this, <laughs> that ain't happening. So, I mean, like, I'm, I was glad to see that they, they took the harder route, so to speak. And uh, and use that as an opportunity to have some conversations, which is, you know, which is great. And I love the fact that we got uh, an introduction to the, uh, I guess, the second Captain America, if you will, and Isaiah. I was really glad they introduced Isaiah Bradley. Interestingly enough, uh, and, and this kind of plays into, I think, kind of some of the criticisms overall. It, it's, it seems as though there may have been more they wanted to do with him in the series because he's not as old. The, the actor is not as old as the character is. And so they clearly aged him up. And I, I got to wonder if like they were planning on doing more there and then some things got cut. Um, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, loved his introduction. I actually, man, th- so I was on a podcast called once upon a time in Wakanda back in the day. And we did a speculation as to what like the future post in game looks like. And I, I basically called this entire series. <laughs> uh, Did you know? Yeah, in terms of how they were going to deal with uh, Sam and how they were going to, you know, uh, pull in uh, Patriot and Isaiah. And, and like, I was, I, I mean, you know, I was pretty close. I was pretty close. Uh, <laughs> I didn't call that it was going to happen during a global pandemic. Didn't call that. And I didn't call that, you know, the, the that it would be probably one of the least interesting overall, unfortunately, of, of the Disney Plus series. But, you know, in terms of what I, I called, I liked. And I liked the fact that we leaned into that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was I was pretty close. Um, all right. So so let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, Sam. We finally get an exploration of his character beyond just the fact that he is a veteran. Uh, we go down to New Orleans to meet his family. We find out that he is not just Sam. He is, wait for it, Uncle Sam. And Uncle Sam became Captain America. <laughs> get it? Get it, Bell? You, you get it? No. Uncle Sam. He's Uncle Sam. I don't, I don't understand. He's got nephews. and he's uncle, His name is Sam. He's an uncle because he has nephews. And, and he's, he's Captain America. I'm still, I'm still not following you. Shut up, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does so he want me to buy war bonds? That's the question. Uh, 
No, he's, he's uh, but not, not, not yet. He's not quite that star spangled man. Uh, but no, man. Okay. So let's, but yeah. So new Orleans, this is not the first time we've been to new Orleans in the MCU. It is not, uh, but always love a, a, a trip down South. Uh, yeah, it, it was kind of neat, you know, um, especially the <laughs> aspect of them trying to get a loan. And he's like, uh, you know, you can't. Oh, yeah, you're you saved the world. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we, we can't. We can't give you a loan. So, man, yes. Got major um, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like local football hero vibes type deal. Like, oh, let me get a picture with you and everything. And the fact that like Tony Stark didn't pay him anything. Like, what is this? That, that that was interesting to me. That was interesting. I mean, like, I know that that he and Tony weren't exactly close, but you you'd think if they were having trouble. I mean, Tony's dead at this point. Yeah, but like you figure the Avengers would be like an institution that could like, I don't know, pay people. I guess so. But at the same, I mean, yeah, I mean, they would pay people, but all right, one imagines they could pay people, but maybe with the Sokovia Accords, it was like a government thing and he just had a really terrible government salary. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they do, man. I don't think the Avengers pays a salary. Like there's lodging, obviously, on on the kind of Avengers campus. But no, I don't I don't get the sense that the Avengers pay. And in terms of because I did struggle with it, I was like, man, how do you how are you like how do you have like Tony Stark on speed dial, but but you're having like money problems? <laughs> you know, yeah, like you know, Tony, yeah, Tony's, you know, Tony's got a job. Like, I mean, Cap didn't I mean, he was in the military. I mean, like when he woke up and was like, I'm like, what was he doing in his spare time? Like, was he working? Was he like, he was making those videos for the, for the high school. I guess that's where he got his money from. That's yeah. where he got his money. from. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I did that. That whole situation just reminded me of Anchorman. And I just kept repeating every episode. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> the Falcon was denied a bank loan. Captain yeah. America was denied a bank loan. Yeah, no, I, I, uh... <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, the interaction was good. I think that was kind of a quick um, introduction into the world. And then also just a uh, just kind of an acknowledgement of like, hey, we're, we're going to talk about some stuff in this show. You thought we might. And guess what? We are. So that was uh, that was good. Good to see, um, you know, the, this this tension of being Captain America. And that's really kind of the, the the heart of this series as a whole is like, what does it mean to be Captain America? And you know, we get kind of this contradiction of Sam who sees Captain America as Steve Rogers, not necessarily as this kind of icon or institution of the country, but as his friend, as a quality good man who was willing to do what he needed to for anyone. Like he was a, he was a self-sacrificial hero and one of the best of us. And so when Sam sees Captain America, that's what he sees. When Bucky sees Captain America, he sees something very similar, but on top of that, he sees, you know, this kid that he used to protect that now they grew up and started to protect him and saved him. Uh, that, that is that shield. I believe at one point even points out that's his family. Like it, it is as connected to him as say Thor's hammer is connected to him and uh, losing it would be uh, akin to losing like a loved one or something of that nature. Uh, <laughs> it would be uh, it'd be tragic. And so, you know, we see kind of these two very personal relationships, but what is Captain America to the U.S. government? To the U.S. government, Captain America is what he was originally intended to be. Propaganda. Uh, yeah, exactly. A propaganda tool. And so we get introduced to the character of John Walker. Now, U.S. agent, man, are you, how familiar were you with U.S. agent moving into this? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Captain America was, quote, killed 
Um, and was it Bucky who or was, has US agent always been John Walker? I feel like John Walker definitely predates Bucky's return. Okay, because I, I, I just I have, a, I have a vivid recollection of being in a comic book shop and seeing uh, the cover. It was it looked like U.S. agents costume. He's got, uh, you know, um, a 1911 uh, 45 caliber pistol like pointed at at the person, you know, looking at the at the comic or whatever and cap shield. And I, I, I thought it, it, that was like after cap was, sh- was shot and somebody came over to be Captain America again, but it wasn't captain america it was u.s agent i think i i, I don't really have a lot of background with us yeah u.s agent's gonna predate all that but um but yeah man no i, I loved the introduction i love the way this character was introduced here um instantly it, it you know after sam goes through this like heartfelt process of giving up the shield you know taking the the indiana jones route of it belongs in a museum uh and you know having just such reverence and care for where where it should be and where it belongs and you know, essentially kind of making this decision that like Captain America was Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, is Captain America, no one else can can wield the shield. Therefore, it kind of belongs as this symbol to inspire, you know, future generations, but also to help tell a story that's going to come back into the series as well. Uh, John Walker enters into the scene. He looks the part. He is blonde. He's white. He has a he doesn't have the same build as Captain America, but you can tell he is definitely at like that peak physical uh, uh, conditioning for where he's at. He is not a super soldier, uh, but he is a soldier and he's well decorated. He seems by all appearances to be something of a jock, but kind of a good guy, but a jock. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's that really intimate moment, right, where he's about to be. um revealed as captain america on the football field and whatnot where he's in there and he's nervous about it and things like that and you kind of get this idea that like he feels like this is an you know it's an honor to him that's been bestowed upon him and um you know there's a lot of gravitas around that um but it seems like the longer he stays in that role the more it kind of like corrupts him well i mean there is so it's a combination of things on the one hand like, yes, you're right. There is kind of this reverence and honor that he he kind of has in, in you know, gaining the shield and everything else. And he, it puts that on certainly both in private and in public. However, there's also this strong sense as we see him, not like not like the position kind of gets to him, but I think it just reveals something about him, which is he has this really strong sense of entitlement when it comes to the role. Like, you know, he trained, right? Like he, he, he fought in, in the war and everything. He, he should be Captain America, not anybody else. Like the, he, he deserves this. Like he, you know, the, he's, he's the actual super soldier and he's not even a super soldier. And you kind of see that come out in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Even before he like, and that's the thing, there is this uh, exploration of, of what is, what does it mean? Not just to be Captain America, but what does it mean to be a super soldier? What is being a super soldier mean is that uh is it a good thing but of course they reintroduced baron zemo and honestly man they kind of redeem slash retcon baron zemo he gets kind of like the mandarin treatment to some extent not not as you know significant or or drastic but i i kind of feel like they did right by zemo here in a way that as much as i love civil war zemo kind of got done dirty <sighs> well they needed a name right um they, they needed in like, civil you war know- yeah, in Civil War, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they needed a comic book uh, character who was, you know, a big bad um, who comic book fans would recognize, right? Right. And that's all they wanted. 
was a name. Um, I, I, like, I'm glad they used Zemo, and I, I, I agree. I think they did uh, sort of, you know, quote, redeem his character here. Um, he was still referred to as a Baron, right? In, I, in Civil War? Yeah, but I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was implied that that was his name. Not that he, not that he no, was. No, they, they called him Helmet. Oh, did they? I thought so. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't remember them ever referring to him as a Baron in Civil War. I feel like that would have been more of a plot point too. Just given the fact that you would have had a Baron from a, you know, from a foreign nation who murdered or who was, you know, assassins the uh, king of another sovereign nation. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a. I don't know. I think I, if, if they did, they certainly glazed over it very quickly. Yeah. And I could be incorrect on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, he was more, he was, he's basically just a name in civil war, a, a name for comic book character or comic book fans to be like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. And then like, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah but but again like i, I say this I know that time. guy i know that guy i i i don't i don't know this guy i i, I don't <laughs> I, I say this every time it's like you know if, if you see a character uh announced for a particular project just just don't go in with any expectations that he's that that they're going to be exactly how they are in the comics because it's, sure it's, it's, yeah you know we got we got over a decade of 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 new ip in this in this mcu that they're going to to build on yes they're 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 taking a, a character from the comics and putting them in here but that doesn't mean they're going to be the comic book character if that makes sense i, I mean no doubt i mean it's not like i'll put it this way like it, it, it's not like i was mad that that zemo didn't look like himself but we've come to a stage in the game man where we're i think people want want the comic accurate you know the the more ridiculous the better like give Zemo a purple mask. It's awesome when Zemo wears a purple mask. It's not weird or lame. Like, no, we're at, we're at an, in a time right now where we, we want the, we want the ridiculous to be made legitimate, especially because the, you know, in the real world, the ridiculous somehow has become legitimate. And so like, <laughs> so yeah, so there is kind of a, an aspect of that, that we want in our fantasy. And I can see very specifically how, you know, giving Zemo the purple mask, giving him more of a deep dive into the character to make him more similar to his comic book counterpart. I loved his exploration of, or his entire like unpacking and philosophy of, of super soldiers. He made some, I mean, decent points and villains are the best when they actually make some decent points, you know, you're out of line, but you're right. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's out of line, but he's not wrong. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so I, I I loved getting uh getting Zemo back here. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to I, I want to focus on what I loved about this before getting into some of the criticisms. Cause like I mentioned before, like this this did not this this overall in review does kind of fall flat for me personally. Um, but one of the decisions I love is that they brought the door Melage back. Uh Bucky, of course, up until this point, his the majority of his same time where he had where his mind was his own was spent in Wakanda. And, you know, in that time, he obviously developed relationships there. Um, you know, he was, uh, Wakanda was not necessarily known for housing outsiders. So it was kind of a big deal that he was there in the first place. And having kind of an exploration of what that relationship looks like uh, between him and the nation, and then also just uh, him and specifically uh, with Ao, who herself, she actually first appeared in, um, in, uh, in Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, yes. Yeah. Remember, because like, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, what was it? What was it? Black, Black Widow like walks up to T'Challa and, and she steps up and she goes, move or you will be moved <laughs> to Charles. Like, you know, as tempting as that would be. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was, it was, I've loved that they brought her character back. I'm hoping, I think there's been a, a, an outcry for there to be an exploration, a more, a deeper exploration into her character, possibly getting either her own uh, Disney plus series or a, a Disney plus series that maybe explores Wakanda through her eyes. Uh, could be really interesting. So um, hope, hoping to see more of her. I was glad that the Dora Milaje came back because, again, Zemo killed T'Chaka. Like the Wakanda's not going to be cool with the fact that the guy that killed their king is just rolling around. Like that's gonna that's gonna cause some problems. And I was glad to see that they addressed that because early on when he showed up, I was like, I was like, no, guys, y'all can't y'all can't bust out. Zemo and not have Wakanda have something to say like that's, that's something's gonna happen yeah because that's that's the whole thing right is like you know Black Panther T'Chaka chose not to kill him T'Challa T'Challa yeah sorry T'Challa chose not to kill him because you know he like you know you're, you're gonna go to prison you're gonna you know that's the justice that you will face not not my justice of, the living are not done with you yet yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, for them to break him out, that's kind of like, um, you're, you're sort of like spitting on our key on our king's decree. Yep. And he killed our king's dad. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, so, not, not a smart move. <laughs> not, no, it was it was I was glad to see. And that's one of the things that I've been just constantly impressed with with these Marvel series, man, is that they are very good about maintaining kind of the, the character continuity that we've seen. Um, not to jump ahead, but like you know, even as we record this, today's what if, I'm guessing you have not seen it yet. That is correct. Okay, so I won't spoil it, but I, I'm assuming you at least know what this one's about, right? Uh, I think it's about um, uh, Killmonger, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say this. When they when they first uh, started uh, promoting kind of the what if, you know, what if Killmonger uh, saved Iron Man and the way in that which that's marketed, I was like, I... I don't know where y'all are going with this, but this doesn't feel right. And then when you watch it, you're like, okay, okay. I see what you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't, I won't say any more than that because bell hasn't seen it yet and I don't want to spoil anything, but suffice to say they didn't like, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, let's make, let's make Killmonger a hero. Cause he's so, uh, so, you know, uh, 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 you know, popular and everything. Let's, let's, let's change it up and make him like it as if, you know, he, 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 what if he was T'Challa or something of that nature? It's like, no, no, I see what you did. That was, that was good. Well, well handled. And all of the characters in those what if series, you see them acting the way that they are supposed to act, which is great. So obviously that's top of mind. Well, except for one now. Well, his his, his name rhymes with Anos. Yeah. (laughs) Hey man. Just had to have that conversation with the child, man. <laughs> Actually, I will say this. I was, oh man. Okay. We'll, we'll get to what if we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll just, just write it, write it down, write it down. We'll get there for sure. Um, all right. So yes, I think that concludes all the stuff I liked about this show. <laughs> Cause there's a lot I didn't like about this show. Yeah. I hate to say it, man. Like, Right now, it's it's definitely the least favorite of the Disney Plus series. Um, I like I like how it fleshed out the universe. I like that obviously, you know, Falcon becoming Captain America. I like that journey, um, and that is something I enjoyed. I like the exploration of Bucky and who Bucky is uh, post Winter Soldier. 
And so I liked that. I liked kind of making sure that the Dormelage were tied into that and, and how that interwove with Falcon's journey. I like the fact that, you know, obviously the, the, the shield has always had ties to Wakanda because it's vibranium. The fact that his costume or his new suit was actually designed by Wakanda uh, provides for some interesting, you know, potential future relationships between the Avengers. And I mean, we already know that Okoye was essentially an acting Avenger during um, during the blip. But uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how like Shuri even like what her role looks like in the in the future Avengers. And so having Okoye those- might actually still be an Avenger based on um, Shang Chi post credits. Uh, what? No, wait. She wasn't there. I'm, she I'm, wasn't I'm, there. I'm, I'm yeah, conflating. Yeah, yeah. I'm conflating blue hologram scenes in my yeah you're, <laughs> in you're, my brain. <laughs> you're getting you're getting that mixed up. Um, yeah. It's just I see the blue hologram of Captain Marvel, and it just brings me to that scene in Endgame. Yeah, no, I I get that. I get that. Yeah, the, the wires are crossed there for a second. No, my it's apologies. All, <laughs> it's all good. It's definitely all good. But yeah. So anyway, point is like I love I love the interweaving there, and I think I think that's uh, that that you know I enjoyed a lot. I love the fact that we didn't shy away from racial tensions around having a black Captain America, especially in the modern age. Um, I was really really you know like I said enjoyed the fact that we got a chance to see uh, Zemo fleshed out, become a little bit more like his, uh, his comic book counterpart. Absolutely loved that. We got to, um, you know, I, I, I like the dance just fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on the dance. I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love the Zeno dance. Come on. Yeah. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I want to I want to hear the things you don't like because I, I agree with you on all the things that that you did like. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Every, everything that you covered there, I agree with. I think I think was a a, a positive um for the 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 show as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I, I also have some things that I wasn't too happy about with the uh, with the show. Um. I'm curious as to where we will be the same and where we will differ. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and I, I should also mention to uh, you know the the introduction and kind of the use of uh, what is it Battlestar I believe is the character's name um, and kind of juxtaposing the you know the buddy buddy you know white cop black cop situation that you had kind of in both of these uh, you know <laughs> both of these two teams going up against each other also kind of the the uh, subtle or perhaps not so subtle communication that America is definitely fine with. Uh, a black superhero standing right next to and not and you know right besides and right behind Captain America, but not necessarily <laughs> in the role of Captain America. Yeah, uh, and I thought that the way they kind of explored that through Battlestar was really interesting. Um, yeah, okay. So here's the deal. Whew. Okay, the the flag smashers. Now conceptually, I'm down. I think that the 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 concept of the flag smashers and the concept of what kind of a freedom fighter slash pseudo terrorist group would look like in a post blip world uh, is a that's a ripe area for exploration. This was the first time that we got a look. I mean, arguably, we got a little bit of a look in Spider-Man, but really on a global kind of Avengers level scale, we got to start. We, we began to see what the world looks like after the snap and more importantly during the snap through the eyes of the flag smashers um so i i dug that i dug their motivation uh however it was a little convoluted uh it was never i i feel as though they were trying to say something they never actually said and i don't really even fully know what that was 
And that I think hurt the villain in particular of, uh, of Carly as kind of, I guess, I guess the, the main flag smasher, the flag smasher herself. Um, but it really kind of helped her motivation. We kept on hearing like how great she is and, and how, how great things were before the blip, but, or what rather during the blip and how like the worlds came together and we need a more globalized economy or rather more globalized civilization. Uh, and, and cool, but like, I don't know. It, I needed more. I, I kind of needed more from, from them as an organization to kind of get like, all right. So wait, so what are y'all, what are y'all fighting for again? Cause I, even like going back and trying to remember it, it was a little confusing, right? Well, they were fighting that organization that was attempting uh, basically to like uh, stick all the people who were blipped into um, like internment camps, essentially. Yeah, no, I got um, and- I got that as like that one aspect of it, but I was trying to, and that that made sense. But like, I got the sense that there was more than that. Like, there was there was a larger issue that they were actually kind of existing for. Not like we came together to to throw this down, but like. I don't know. They seem to have something, something more they were fighting for that just never became quite clear to me. Well, yeah, it was, um, you know, I, uh, break it down for me. Like, no, by all means, try, please. Try, trying to remember it is, is killing me because like, I remember watching the show and I remember going uh, up to a certain point being like, okay, yeah, Carly's right. And I don't see how Sam's going to approach her and try to convince her that she's wrong when she's not wrong. Um, the only point at which Sam has any sort of moral high ground over her is when she starts killing civilians for no reason. And that, that was the thing that, that, that turned me off about it is like, you know, I liked the idea that this group of bad people were like, were right. Like in, in what they were doing, like their, their cause was justified and what they were doing was, uh, you know, morally right. And I, I was like, that's going to be super interesting. Cause like, how, how is, you know, how is Sam going to go in there and be like, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> so how do you, how do you fight that? Right. Like right. W- without, without, without being um, an agent of what they're trying to to break down. And so I was, I was really excited for that. And that was going to be really, really interesting. And then they just kind of turned it into, Oh no, Carly just kind of went crazy. And now she's just killing people. And so that gives Sam the, the, you know, the high ground and to be like, no, you know, your cause is not just if you're if you're willing to do these things yeah and i just felt like that was kind of a cop-out a, a way to avoid awkward situations um i well, mean and, but that's the thing they, they end up writing their themselves in a situation if that's the, like into a hole and so you have to kind of make larger changes either the villain needs to get villainous or become a hero and i think that <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be like that, right? Like, look, oh, at, yeah. look, at, look at Professor X and Magneto, right? They both have a, the same end game, right? Is it, just is to have a world where mutants are accepted uh, and and not persecuted. It's just that Charles Xavier wants to go like the diplomatic, uh, like cultural route, right? But so then that's what that's what you're that's what. So all right, so all right, in this situation though, help me out. So what were the flag smashers about? What do they want? Uh, well, they, I, I'm trying to remember exactly how, how, like they kind of, I feel like it. they put it 30 different ways. This is part of my problem is it got so convoluted. It was hard to like, keep up with like, okay, well, wait, I, I, I remember when I was watching it and it made sense and it was clear to me, you No, know, it would make sense for like, maybe like one episode, like, Oh, okay. And then like something else would happen and be like, wait, what? I thought, okay. Well, 
wait, what? Well, I think I think the, the where 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 I where you start saying like, wait, what is when Carly starts doing stuff that doesn't make sense to their goals to be more villainous to make Sam have. It depends more. on what their goals are. I don't know what their goals are. <laughs> that's that's part of my problem with all of this. And like, because yeah. I hear what you're saying. Like, you're saying that like. Well, she was acting differently in in relation to her goals, just for the sole purpose of give you know m- making it a little bit easier for our, our heroes to fight her. I'm not saying that you're wrong in that, but I'm saying they they didn't do a good job of really establishing what the goals of their organization were as a whole. And I mean, you know, at this point, it's fairly well known that something got cut out of this show. And I feel as though we really got a a botched overall series with this. Like, I feel as though there need like there, there needs to be some explanation, like a lot more, uh, like, for example, the, the lady that, that died, that they went to her funeral. That was like a big plot point it was all happening here. And we know this is going to be a place because this is a super important person to these people. C- cool. But like, why are we just now hearing about her then? Like, shouldn't that have been set up somewhere earlier in the series? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm wondering, was that cut? Was it? Do they do they have it on film somewhere and they just cut it because they needed to make six episodes and they couldn't do that? Or like, I wonder, I wonder how that went down. There was a theory at one point that there was a uh, that that the government was using this concept of a global pandemic to like, you know, I guess, force people to or to go back into lockdown, to like basically shut down the c- countries again. And for obvious reasons, they wouldn't go with that plot line. <laughs> like, we did have a global pandemic by the time yeah. it actually saw the light of day, but I think that's been debunked at this point. I don't know that that's actually true anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, oh, that is true rather. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know, but like, as far as their goal, like the flag smashers goal, it was, they, they were fighting that um, global uh, repatriation council. Yeah, no, I got that. But even the yeah. council didn't show up until the last minute. Like I feel as though we really should have, if the council is really to some extent, well, they, they 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 talked about it like in a couple like the places where they were staying like they were they were uh they were staying in a bunch of abandoned places and whatnot um that were abandoned due to the blip and then people come back and so or or, or someone had taken over your house while you were blipped and right. so you now you have no place to stay um and all of those people like you could see the po- like there were posters on the place saying you know you got to go uh the repatriation council is like. Con, you know condemning this or, or collecting this building so that you can't use it anymore or something like that and essentially yeah. it was it was uh, uh like a, a forced migration of people who had been there um during the blip during the blip or was it the people who came back after the blip who didn't didn't have a place to go oh yeah that's that's probably that makes a lot of sense um, yeah and, and so they're trying oh. to protect those refugees right like so their their whole thing was is like um they wanted to expatriate them somewhere else, but all these people came back. Like, it's, it's, I, I guess it's kind of like, you know, you get blipped and then you come back and like, let's say you're in Germany and you get blipped out of Germany. Uh, Germany has five years. Okay. All these things happen. You come back and then now you're just sort of like here, but Germany's moved on. And so they don't want you here anymore. And so the, the global repatriation council was like, we're just going to take all these people and put them somewhere. Whereas Carly was like, no, these people are Germans. They should be able to live in Germany. And what you're doing is dangerous and bad. No, I got and, that. Like, I, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, I think, I think that's their main goal though. But that, but that they, that was their, definitely their goal by the end of it. Like by the last episode, like things got much clearer at the very tail end, but I think overall, and this is really kind of my point it was just very convoluted with very poor execution story-wise, especially yeah. as it relates to the villains. 
because I guess before that, like all they all we really heard about the flag smashers was them like stealing supplies and stuff. But yeah. it was ultimately to support those refugees. I think um, I, I would have liked a deeper exploration of Carly's character. Uh, and, and, and I would have liked for them not to just make her a psychopath at the end of it. Well, I mean, she she could be anything because they just they I felt like she she changed a couple of times during the course of it. And so, the, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. I, I think that was I was cool concept. Uh, I think they wanted to do more than the character that maybe they just didn't feel comfortable doing with her or or something of that nature. Or maybe there was a storyline that that would have kind of explained her a little bit more. Uh, but regardless, I don't know. I just I think it's it's unfortunate that character kind of was handled as poorly as she was because I think that they were playing around with some very interesting concepts. Yeah. And really trying to flesh out the the universe as a whole. And I just I think the execution was all messed up. If yeah, anything, like-, like I would actually argue that they should have probably leaned more into the pure super soldier element now and tell more of the flag smasher smasher type of story later. Um, I get how it ties specifically into Sam's journey, but at the same time, I think that kind of the, the who will wield the shield aspect of things got a little bit too messed into to Carly's storyline. And yeah, I don't know. I think, I think go with something, go with something a little dumber for a villain, like a dumber concept for a villain, instead of trying to, you know, go with something a little bit more complicated because you've got a lot of other like larger complex aspects. Like, 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 yeah. Cause you, you have, you know, like, like Sam's whole uh, story, like race relations in America uh, in the past and today. And, and maybe they didn't want to add another, um, you know, message on top of that to either diminish that message or, 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 or muddy it. I don't know. Um, That was my main, I I guess, criticism on the whole was just how that storyline was handled. And um, yeah, the flag smasher character in particular, I I, I would have expected more. Um, And it was just, it was just kind of a bit of a convoluted mess in my, in my, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But what about you, man? What are, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, one thing you mentioned earlier, how uh, Marvel seems to be really good about uh, taking characters and keeping them kind of, you know, core to who they are. Uh, Like the example that you made about um, uh, Killmonger in this what if. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about, but it seems, you know, they didn't change core aspects of his character just because it's a what if story. Right. Um, They they did that to Sharon Carter like real bad sharon carter what did I, I they do to, to sharon carter man i wanted to say it right when you said that and just be like sure carter <laughs> right but um I, I i didn't but like yeah like that that was the it was it was a shock to me and not one of those ooh, that was cool kind of shock like i'm surprised and excited about that i was like what yeah no, no it it was it was shocking because it was a bad decision and then on top of that <laughs> everyone saw it coming too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, ah, y'all are, y'all are going to really do this to Sharon. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. weird. That was, that was a, that was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just, it just seemed, it just seemed way out of place for what we've seen of her character. It and, made no sense whatsoever. 
Yeah, and I, I I didn't I didn't like that. Like, I think it was cool to see uh, Sharon Carter in the show, and I thought it would have been better to have her in another kind of role, and then maybe bring somebody else in as the power broker. Hmm. Um, because just like, or, or or I don't know, maybe like if you want to have her as the power broker, have part of her character be to wind up as the power broker. Maybe let, let's, let's see her transition from hero yeah. to villain yeah, that and, and not just yeah. have it happen off screen because That's it good. didn't make any sense. And like, that would make sense, right? Like, you know, like they, they defeat the power broker. She's reinstated at the CIA. There's this huge power vacuum. And like, we see her start as a hero. Um, and we see her make decisions along the way that, makes sense for her to step into that role as the power broker by the end of the show because that, that's that's where they wanted her to be um you know and that's where she is yeah and and so it would have just it would just made way more sense to me um you know maybe she's working for the power broker as uh like reluctantly because she has to because you know something but like just to to go from seeing her in you know kiss cap and in civil war and um i'm trying to think of the i think that's the last time we saw her yeah like that's the last time we saw her right and now all of a sudden she's just like you know big bad i'm like huh this all right this this gets again this gets to my whole thing this this show is trying to do too much it's trying to tell us too much information compact in the series I, i think maybe were there just too many accessory characters for Captain America and they just tried to cram stuff into them, like in this show for all of them. I, I mean, like you, I really do feel like if you took every single plot line in this, like that, there's again, good concepts all around, but like you could stretch this out into two seasons easy. Yeah. And they probably should have like, again, I, I, I would go with like the serpent society or some throwaway villains as kind of like who they're up against and really make, the villain, so to speak, kind of the the main crux of of the series, Sam Wilson coming to term with being, you know, uh, America's first black Captain America. Well, not that's not actually even accurate. Discovering a he would not be the first black Captain America, but also just kind of the the concept of being black in Captain America. Well, on, on top of being black in America, like there's that's that is that is some rich storytelling, and they and I think some of the best aspects of this show was when they explored that. And so, you know, I think the flag smashers and the world building and kind of the global, uh, I, I guess, you know, I mean, arguably kind of like global trauma and, and the world trying to deal with a post blip world. It, it, I mean, I get why we need to get that done now. But at the same time, I also think that there's some breathing room. Like, I think that you could easily I mean, you know, it's not like we're not going to be talking about COVID 10 years from now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, well, you I could, think you it gives tell that in context. Two. Well, yeah, but I think it gives important context to some of the other movies, right? Movies or shows or something like, you know, because um, in in Spider-Man Far From Home, the blip's a big joke, right? Like, you know, a band shows up in band practice. During yeah, because we're seeing it from like a kid's perspective. Sure. Yeah. But like there were really big implications for that. And I, you know, I, I think they wanted to show that in a in a show that they could give it, you know, the the gravitas, I guess, that it needed. But yeah, it just I don't know. It. it there was a lot going on. Yeah. There, there was, I, and, and it was, it was, I, I, it was nice to see that it was a good thing to like see that exploration. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It just, there. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I think you could have had Sharon, her whole story could really be part of like a season two type deal. I think, 
you know, have, you know, definitely have kind of the, uh, you know, the, the U S agent is kind of like the big, um, you know, essentially, you know, pseudo villain, uh, uh, of this. Although I will say this, I, I, I was, I was glad that they made U S agent very much like an anti-hero. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like, you know, I mean, like, you know, real talk, there are going to be people that watch the show and really like him. Like he's going to speak to some people that are going to feel represented in that character. I mean, you know, regardless of how you feel about that, that's just true. And so it's actually kind of interesting to keep him around in an anti-hero capacity uh, because I'm very curious where he falls in the sandbox. I think to some extent we know because Elaine came and recruited him to, you know, the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers or whatever it may be. But regardless, I, I think he's a, he's a very interesting character to keep around as an anti-hero as opposed to like a true villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely more interesting in that regard. I mean, like he, he, he just from seeing what we've seen of him, he couldn't be a hero. Like he's not a hero, right? I think he's a. I think he he struggles to be a good person. Um, but you know his flaws prevent him from being Cap, right? Right. Right. Um, and at his core, he still tries to do the right thing. You know, in air quotes. Well, and at like, his core, he's a soldier. Yeah. So like like where whereas Cap might take issue uh, with an order to like, you know burn down an apartment building or blow up an apartment building because there's like, you know, terrorists in the basement of it. Cap wouldn't do that. Whereas uh, Walker would because yeah. he was ordered to do so. And the end goal here is to get rid of the terrorists. And so we're going to get rid of the terrorists. Well, and I mean, remember the, you know, the, uh, the charge that Cap was given before he even became Captain America, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't be a perfect soldier, be a good man. Yeah. And that's, I think what we got with us agent was a perfect soldier, but not necessarily yeah. a good man. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Uh, he's, I don't think he's a bad, like, again, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it'll be very interesting to see where he, he falls into things. I'm, I'm also very curious. Cause I, you know, this was the first time that we got introduced to Madam Hydra and to Elaine coming around and recruiting folks. Um, there was a lot of Google, a lot of Googling when she first showed up, like, wait, who, who this, who, who, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and you know, it's interesting because of course she first showed up here, but she would have originally showed up in Black Widow, which was scheduled to release before this originally. Yeah. Um, so I think it actually works better that she was introduced in this. I think it makes this series better as a whole to kind of have that mystery play in. Uh, well, just, it, it makes it makes the the uh, the coda after Black Widow hit a lot harder, big time. Yes. Yeah, because otherwise you'd be like, huh? huh? Well, this? exactly right. Well, that's the thing, right? Because again, U.S. agent, we're introduced to him, and again, you're you're gonna have feelings about this character. You you might like him, you might hate him, but you're gonna have feelings about him. And then, but and so he's getting recruited by Elaine. You're like, okay, well, is is this is this good? Is this evil? What's going on? But then you see, you know, a uh, uh, little sister getting getting the invite to the to the Dark Avengers party, and you're like, well, wait. I like her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She's definitively liked by all. Like, she's not a questionable. Like, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, assassin, sure, but I mean, like, you know. <laughs> but she, she's not like. She doesn't have the. Um, um, she's got a better moral compass. Than... Yeah, she's not morally gray. <laughs> she doesn't quite. Yeah. She's not as morally gray. She's as morally gray as Black Widow to some extent. Like, but like that's about it. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, John Walker is. Uh, it's kind of like a is he good sort of person where um 
what's her name? Is it? You kind of, you kind of get the sense that you would see like all these thought pieces, like in like five years, like John Walker actually good though, or John Walker actually evil though. Like still the judgment's out. We don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. Cause like Yelena, you're like, okay, she's clearly a hero. Right. She, in the same sense that Black Widow's a hero. Yeah. Black Widow was, you know, an assassin. She's killed people and stuff, but she's clearly a hero. And Yelena is, I think, clearly a hero. Um, you know, she, in, in the same kind of like background and whatnot, but like she didn't let that compromise her, her moral compass, I guess you could say. And, and she does heroic things and she is a hero and us agent. You're kind of like, eh, I mean, like, I, I guess he's a hero. Well, and, Not really. Maybe and part of that is the way, obviously the part of that is the way that he's presented to us, right? Like, you know, uh, cap has killed people, but Falcon has killed people like this, like they, they go to battle and they have killed like their enemies like this is not we're not in a world where these heroes don't kill they certainly do but there's just a way in which you know he goes about it that certainly kind of communicates to us that like i don't know about this dude yeah he killed like a defenseless guy in a fountain with a shield like yeah asking for asking for for mercy and that is something we've never seen falcon we've never seen cap do yeah um you know the only time we've really seen cap giddy about a battle is up against Ultron. <laughs> like when, when uh, Ultron was saying something to him and then he kicked him off the, bri- or off the, uh, the floating Island. And he's like, what was that? You didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> like Cap almost never quips in battle. And it's just like, that was pretty, that was, that was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, any other, any other thoughts about the series as a whole? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 I did like it. I did enjoy it. Um, I, don't know if I enjoyed it better than some of the others, as, as you said as well. Um, I, it really kind of the, the big takeaways that I had here. Um, I, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm remembering this now. This is what I wanted to talk about. And yeah. it was, um, uh, I know it doesn't happen in the comics, but I kind of thought that Sam was going to get the, the, the super soldier serum. I'm glad that he didn't though. I'm glad that he didn't like part of me is glad. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's defining part of his character, right? Is it like, he doesn't have this, this, the super soldier serum. Well, and, and honestly like his, you know, quote unquote power, so to speak, his, his uniqueness is his wings. And yeah. so, you know, so it's captain America with a different power set. Sure. Uh, but I think, I think it's actually better that he's not just trying to be another cap. He's not just trying to be another Steve. Like he's Sam, he's the Falcon who became captain America. So now he is definitively, captain america but he is still also definitively sam wilson so i think that there's i think whereas with a u.s agent you saw someone you saw you know a country and a guy who was trying to be another steve just you know a steve that they could control sam recognized that the next captain america needed to be what steve was and that was his own man and so not to be another steve but to be sam as captain america and so i I thought it would happen in a way where it you know, because I, I don't think Sam would ever choose to take the, the serum. I don't, I don't think he would. Um, and I thought I, it under might extreme happen. circumstances, sure, but it's not like he'd be. I can't see him being like tempted to do it. Right, but I, I thought it might happen in a way where, like, he, you know, it's done uh, like against his will because, like, oh, it's the only way we can save Sam is is if we, you know, get him with the super soldier serum or something like that. And then, you know, just. <laughs> I don't know. Like every time I watch Iron Man and like, I see him, you know, take a hit to the chest or to the head. I'm like, ah, he's liquid inside that suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look at, uh, yeah. I, you know, 
look, but, look, you know, look, it, Black Widow just survived in the Black Widow movie. Where I she know, and she, she falls down. off the building. I'm like, yeah, she's she's dead. Um, but she's not dead. But like with Cap, you know, I can I can with Thor, I can you know all that kind of stuff. Drax, he's an alien, you know, whatever. Um, superheroes, man. Just you know, I love it. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Live and let but live. Like, it's fun. It's fine. It would it would just be you know, when when you when you see Falcon, you know, take like a 30 G turn in midair and stuff. Right. <laughs> All right, so, all right. I don't know, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. There were a couple things that I didn't that I I didn't really like, but I think uh, it's gotten me really excited for uh, whatever Valentina Allegra de Fontaine has planned. Sure, because I'm curious to see what's going to happen with U.S. Soldier and with Yelena. Um, uh, it's good to see uh, Bucky uh, get a little bit of closure, I guess, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Um, the tie-ins with the Dora. Uh, Dora Milaje. There we go. Dora. I was about Dora Milla. That's not Dora. Dora Militaje, I think, is what I was about to say. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was it was great to have that be tied in because that would be a giant plot hole they would have to uh, uh, figure out how to fix. But yeah, overall, uh, did enjoy it. Had issues primarily with the villain and with the horrible treatment of Sharon Carter. Yeah, I, I mean, if I could, if I had my way, I would remove Sharon from either, like her storyline. She could be. Uh, referenced in the series or even like appear in the series, but I would have her becoming the power broker completely removed from this and saved for a season two. I would remove the entire flag smash smasher plot line and put that in its own season. And I would have cranked up more and had more of the plot revolved around uh, perhaps like looking deeper into the Isaiah Bradley character and kind of really kind of making that be the primary focus, like looking into the super soldier serum as it relates to him. And, you know, I think, uh, I loved, again, I would maintain what they did with Zemo because Zemo provides a lot of commentary around the concept of super soldiers and, and kind of, you know, again, after answering this question of what is Captain America? And, and I think that that's, that's a good question for the series to ask. I think that there's a lot of ways they handled that well. I think that they tried to do more than they should have in the first season. And I think that's unfortunate. But uh, for me, man, I give it a two out of, out of five stars. That's, a two that's, out of five. I mean, that's about as high as I can give it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was going to give it a three because I was entertained. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I was tuning in, but I'm like, you know, this also had the benefit of being one of the few new things that we were getting at the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean, I was, I was always very curious, but I found myself becoming less and less like able to, to keep up with what was going on. And maybe I'm just not as smart as I used to be, but uh, regardless, that's our take. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, send in your thoughts to the show. You can follow us at Twitter at Flash TV Talk. What? Flash TV Talk? This is TV Talk Plus, right? Yes, we're continuing on our TV Talk Plus series. We'll have a uh, Loki TV Talk coming your way very, very soon. And don't forget, coming in October, we've got a big announcement, huge announcement coming your way uh, that you'll definitely want to check out. By the way, speaking of some big things happening, we've got a big, uh, big episode of Flashcraft coming your way as well. So if you've not checked out the Flash TV Talk YouTube channel, this is a good time to do it. Had a lot of fun with uh, with some folks playing some games, and you'll learn more about it there. I think that is it. Bell. No, it's not oh, it. It's not it, though. What else do we I need have, to tell people? I have a spoiler for the Flashcraft episode. Oh, oh, what is it? I've come back to you. Oh, my gosh. At the turn of the tide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a fun one. Uh, a lot of lot of live streams for that one. Uh, and it was, a, it was a blast. But uh, so, yeah, you can learn more about Quite that. Quite literally. Yeah. Flash TV Talks YouTube channel. Uh, but yes, uh, follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk, Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. All that information and more can be found at Flash TV Talk.com. Bell, I think that is going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.